The more you overthink, the less you will understand. Habiba Kande. Welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. Today I'd like to talk about overthinking. It's something that we all do at some point in our lives and sometimes more than others. The big misconception is that we convince ourselves that when we are thinking about something, we are being active. We are consciously trying to work out a problem or anticipate problems where there aren't any yet just to be safe. But in fact, all we're doing is jumping on a hamster wheel of constant whirring thought that really doesn't get us anywhere except back in the same place or farther along on a strange labyrinthian journey that we can't ever get out of. Overthinking keeps us up at night, and when we don't get enough sleep, our stress levels rise. Just the process of overthinking itself can cause our stress levels to rise. But perhaps the most damaging part of overthinking, besides the fact that it rarely, if ever, gets us where we want to go, is that it distracts us from being in the present moment. I talk a lot about being in the present moment because that's where all the answers are. There is absolutely nothing that you can control except the right now. So let's talk a little bit about what overthinking looks like. I'm sure you all have had your own personal experiences with it, but let's take an example of how or when we might overthink. Certainly when things are going well, for example, sometimes we might sabotage that by wondering when is the other shoe going to drop and when am I going to wake up from this dream of happiness. Well, even as I'm describing this scenario and you're listening to it, there's a part of us that says, oh, God, yeah, I know that feeling and it's terrible. Good. So we acknowledge that that's a terrible thing to do to ourselves. Just being in the moment and being happy is enough. And it will shift like all other emotions when it's time for it to shift. What I'd like to focus on today in terms of overthinking are the moments when we think we're actually being productive in our thinking about something. For example, if we are in a quandary or a conflict and need to sort it out. If we have to make a choice, do I do X? Because if I do, then Y might happen. But if Y happens, that causes Z, and I definitely don't want Z, but I really want X. So is it worth it? Do I do the thing? Do I not do the thing? And you go back and forth and back and forth. It could be any subject. It could be moving house, changing a job, beginning or ending a relationship, beginning or ending an estrangement with someone, or making some kind of significant purchase or something like that in your life. Whatever the topic, you likely had a gut reaction to it. So that means when that topic first came into your consciousness, Two things happened. You had the thought, but you had a gut reaction to it. So let's talk very briefly about this interplay between mind and body. Now, as we know, it is absolutely essential for mind and body to work in conjunction. Neither one of them is better than the other. 
the mind is fantastic with logic. And in Western culture, we really celebrate logic and rationality, right? And there's certainly something to be said for the mind. It helps us plan our day. It lets us remember where our keys are, not to eat poison berries on a hike, remember our name, craft beautiful emails, whatever it is. The mind is, is excellent for what it does. Now we look at the body, and the body is where we actually house the purest forms of our feelings. The body, first of all, is hugely important. Not only does our body keep us alive, you know, with digestion and blood circulation and fighting diseases and regulating hormones. I mean, it's busy, right? But it speaks to the brain. We talked about this in the last episode. It speaks to the brain constantly. It's amazing. We have these clusters of nerve cells that have their own logic and their own regulatory system and purpose. And that system has been around so much longer, evolutionarily speaking, and is truly much better equipped for us to refer to it than just leaving it up to the brain to make decisions for us. So it's absolutely essential that we have an interplay of the mind and body. So let's go to an example of a scenario where one might overthink. So let's say your sister's getting married and all the family is coming into town and your passive-aggressive, loud, bossy, narcissistic cousin wants to stay with you at your place for four days during the course of all the celebrations and the wedding and everything. So this is your quandary. Do I let my really difficult cousin stay with me for four days? Oh my God. The first thing that we do is we receive the information, the potential for the cousin to come and stay. That's a logical thing. Okay, there's the information. The next thing that's going to happen almost immediately is a gut reaction to these pieces of information that are coming into your brain. This is the intuition. It lights up in your body, not in your mind. Somewhere, and you will know where, and it depends on the situation, and it depends on you as an individual. But here's where you get the real sense of what your intuition is telling you about a situation. So that usually happens to all of us, but this is also where we begin to mess up. We revert immediately to the mind to make the decision, which means we have a lot of things to weigh out, a lot of moving parts, and we have to logically figure everything out. But it's too early to engage the mind yet. We will engage the mind soon, but not yet. First, stay in the body. Really feel where you feel what you feel. So, cousin equals stress. She says nasty things. I have to swallow them. So my throat, I feel out of my throat. It's constricting. I feel a little bit of acid. Good. Keep going. Maybe there's a little bit of compassion somewhere in your body as well, in your heart, in your belly. There's love. There's family bonds. There you want to be helpful and, and be a good family member. But which feeling is louder? Which grabs your attention more? So we'll flip it around. Let's say the cousin is not so bad. She's totally a narcissist, but she's kind of endearing, like a pop star diva with a good heart. So in that case, you check in with your body, and the throat tension might be present, 
you know, this is going to be exhausting, four days, I won't get a word in. But the heart and belly are warm and even excited a little to show her around town or catch up on childhood stories. You don't feel like your very soul is being sucked out of you when you're in the same room as her. So you may decide it's actually pretty worth this whirlwind weekend, even though she's a little difficult. There's something lovely about her. And she's family, right? So now you see the process. The head, the mind, processes the facts. The body processes the feelings about those facts. So don't go up yet. Go down. Stay in the body. Listen. The next step. Once you've processed all of those feelings and really made a decision about how you really feel, now you can return to the mind. How are you going to enact that felt choice? If it's yes, great, the cousin can come over, you send her the text and the email and call her, inviting her, perfect. If no, your mind is fantastic at crafting the words to express your choice. Now I can hear you saying, um, no, my mind is not at all good at doing that. That's why I overthink. I don't want to offend anyone. I'm not sure I'm not a good writer. The reason you feel that way is because previously you haven't spent enough time in the body asking and listening to what it really wants. Now you will. Now you'll be able to feel your truth with certainty. So there's no need to go back and overthink. You have your answer. Not only that, but you've embodied it and can rest in it without ambivalence. So what words do you use? You're going to want to be compassionate. You're going to want to be boundaried and honest. So why boundaried? Well, you don't owe anyone a detailed explanation for why you come to a decision that you do. This is a mistake a lot of us make, too, that somehow we have to plead our case. We don't. When you are grounded and standing firmly in your beliefs and you're speaking from a place of love and compassion, there's absolutely no need to justify your decision. You can say something like, I'm not able to host you, but I will help you find another place to stay. Boundaried, honest, and compassionate. Now, will your cousin or maybe even other family members be disappointed or even upset with you? Perhaps. Maybe. Somewhere on the spectrum, that's likely. But remember, this is about preserving your energy and keeping your stress levels down. Now, there are other ways to handle overthinking. For people who like to write, you can write down all the options if you want to. You can just decide that whatever it is you're stressing about is worth letting go because it, there's nothing you can do about it. It's also really helpful to reframe whatever you're concerned about to a productive thought. Well, I don't want my family to be mad at me if I don't let my difficult cousin stay with me. I really can't deal with that. Reframe that to, how can I be honest about what I need and still be thoughtful? And you may have reached the conclusion that it would be helpful to find her somewhere else to stay. But the fail-safe method for stopping overthinking is to drop into the body. That's where the answers are. Again, the mind and the body must work together. We go mind, body, mind. Instead of 
mind, little flicker of a body reaction, and then back to the mind to solve the problems. We want to spend more time in the body. Mind receives the information, body processes, stay in it until you really get it, and then rely on the mind to do what it does best, which is organize information. We do not need the mind to figure out how we feel. That's the body's job. Part of the reason we stay on the hamster wheel is because we're trying to find an answer to something that doesn't live in the mind. It lives in the body. So let the body answer. These systems have to work in conjunction. Using the mind is only part of the process. When we overthink, we just return to it too soon. That's the problem. We use the mind incorrectly. There will be no need to overthink if we drop down and really feel and listen to what it is that we're feeling. Trust your gut, right? That's a quote that we all grew up with. There is absolute truth to it. When you trust what your body tells you, then you can re-engage the mind to carry out your grounded, true feelings. Until next time, many blessings on your path. Thank you for joining me on Self Talk. Aho.